When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast! Oh my god. Oh. Oh. Look, you haven't done it for so long, George. You don't know what you're doing. Amateur Isn't hour. It? Oh no. I don't know why it repeats. Doesn't didn't used to. Huh. Uh, my name is George. When Sean does it. My name is George. <laughs> I am back. <laughs> he's back. Oh, you sound like Arnie. I'm back. Where have you been? Yeah, but he's actually been somewhere. I've actually yeah. been away, yeah. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> I'm back. Where have you been? Pleased to be back. I have been away. I got married and went on honeymoon. Excellent. I don't think I've been on since before Christmas, so happy new year to everyone. Did you do any scouting while you were away? Uh no. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. Okay. I went to watch some basketball. Yeah? Yeah, that was alright. Uh <laughs> and then that's about it, sporting wise. But it's not a basketball podcast or, no, it's or not. a honeymoon podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Sean. Hello, Sean. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, Georgie. And it's so good to have you back to keep us in order. No two-hour yep. podcasts anymore. Well, no, I know some people are a fan. Uh, majority of people aren't, so we're going to try and keep this one down. Uh, here with John. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. What are you up to? I'm in my loft talking to you. Excellent. And I'm here with Nigel. Hello, Nigel. Not Georgie Paul G. Where are you? In my office. Oh. You've got an office? Yeah. Oh, check you out. Yeah. Ain't got a job, but he's got an office. <laughs> Sorry, that was unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Friends like that, eh? Thanks for that. He was uh, just saying he's got no work. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Sorry, well, that, well, I might as well use the office for something then, because yeah. right? it definitely ain't invoicing, that's for sure. Uh, we have quite a bit to talk about, really, don't we? It's, it's Has anything been a controversial. It's been a controversial few days as a West Ham fan. Uh, I think we'll start with the on-the-pitch antics. Yes. At Kings Meadow, a.k.a. the Cherry Red Record Stadium. Is it though? I thought I thought Cherry Red, whatever, have given it up, and it's now the King's Meadow again. I thought that their sponsorship deal had ended. Well, I don't know, Sean. If you, if you know that as a fact, then that's fine. But it said the Cherry Red record thing on the tickets. So. Did it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I stand corrected them. There you go. Yeah, because we had tickets, Sean. We actually went to the, the game. The, 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 yeah, pit, well, I, the, the pitfalls of stadium sponsorship. Isn't it? That's, our, that's our delight to come in years, isn't it? We'll forget the name of our stadium. And you know I wanted to go, yeah, you but did. I couldn't get a ticket. No, you couldn't. I didn't use contacts like you used, because I don't abuse any contacts I have. Shut up. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, now. <laughs> Shocking. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, you're not an away season to go. I don't know how you got tickets, but it's strange how you probably stop people with like 30 points or something getting a ticket. So it's, uh, I wouldn't do that because I'm not like that. Oh, I didn't. All right. Okay. We didn't stop anyone. I got told a story. Can I just tell you this story and you tell me if it's true? Got him. I got told by someone who was there 
that Wimbledon were selling tickets to get in the West Ham end on the gate and they were cramming extra people into the uh, into the uh, terrace den where West Ham were. I hadn't heard that. I didn't see that. And I haven't heard that. This person said it was true. What's that? People, what, into, into so they the They were UIA? taking money on the gate to go in the West Ham end. So West Ham fans who turned up, they were taking money off them, selling them a ticket to get in the, the West Ham end. Uh, Extra to the 675 tickets that were sold on the allocation. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. Didn't see that. Well, we, well, we did see some terrible football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't that we true? Did. It was an embarrassing performance from a lot of players and it like i think we're just talking before this podcast and nigel thinks it's possibly the worst performance he's ever seen and you've seen a lot of performances haven't you nigel nigel hello nigel you all right Sorry, <laughs> you, you were mute. Do you know what it was? Because Sean started talking, and I know normally he talks for ten minutes non-stop, so I thought I had time to let me dog in. <laughs> <laughs> and he never says anything of note. To be fair, generally, so have I missed something then? Well, I was just talking about how bad the performance is, and that before we started recording, you said it's the worst performance you think you've ever seen. Yeah. I did say that. I did. I, did I stand that. by that. I, I, for me to lose to a League One bottom of the table team, um, it, 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 and but and the performance and that second goal to defend. I mean, I right, Obiang lost the ball, but Jesus Christ, they're supposed to be two centre halves between Obiang and the goal. He lost the ball on the halfway line. Yep. You know, there's just a big gap on there. up and. Ogbonna should have been standing there. That's how a team sets up. You, you, you never allow that. So, and I think that comes down to attitude. I think they thought they literally all they had to do was turn up and they'll win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was evident that we weren't up for it and that they really were. I mean, they were running at us from the beginning. They were forcing us to make errors. And that the, when the first goal went in, you, well, any of the goals, to be honest, you couldn't complain about it because it had been coming, and they had been the better team. And there was like players on our players playing it to their teammates, kicking it like at their knees, and the ball was bouncing over the people's feet, and it was like watching my team on a Sunday morning. To be honest, it wasn't impressive. No, I, I, if you look, they, they obviously learnt from the first game back in August where they gave us a good game, but they run out of steam in the last 15 minutes. And that was what I was still clinging to the hope for. I was watching it with my neighbour who's a Tottenham fan. And, you know, I said to him, don't, you know, listen, we're going to come back. Last 15 minutes, Wimbledon are going to fold. You know, we got the two goals back and, you know, money was on the draw then. Or I actually believed that once we got the second goal, there was still 20 minutes left that we could have got two more. And wouldn't yeah. need the replay. Yeah. You were saying, don't panic, don't panic. Yeah. So, you know, it's... To allow the fourth goal, I mean, they nearly scored before that as well, didn't they? There was a great save. Adrian, though, mistake, Adrian. fourth goal. Do you think... Yeah, he's just not up to it anymore. If, um, yeah, but hold you up. You, you bring in it, and this is where it comes to the manager picking the team. He's brought a cold team in, hasn't he? Um, yeah, but the yeah. team looked good on paper. If you look at it, you go, that's a strong yeah, team. Yeah, but Adrian hasn't played. How many games has he played? When was his last game? He's a cup keeper, though. He's a cup keeper. Everyone knew he was going to pick but Adrian. Where it's they don't cup. play reserve football anymore, he's not played any football. I don't know. Wimbledon, by the way. just I, I met a AFC Wimbledon season ticket holder at the gym tonight when I was playing squash. And I was wearing my West Ham top, which I'm still wearing now. He went, oh... Surprised you could wear that in here today, mate. And I said, oh, did you go? And he said, no, I didn't go. Um, I couldn't watch them. He said, we lost 3-0 four days before we played you to Fleetwood. Yeah, Fleetwood. And he said, yeah. we were so atrocious, I wouldn't, I couldn't bear to go and watch the game against West Ham. And he said, no, but I watched it at home. He said, we annihilated you. <laughs> and I couldn't answer and say anything back. And I went, yeah, you did. Well, I, I, I was told by... 
my contacts that watch them every week that uh, that was the best performance they've had all season. So they yeah. they were they were up for it, and of course they were going to be up for it. It was live on BBC, it's the FA Cup, and it was Premier League opposition. But I think it was just naive on our everyone involved. It's part Pellegrini's, the players. You know, that, that was always going to happen, and, and we just let it happen. To use a Fergie phrase, are, are they cheating their fans and managers every other game then? Well, yeah, you could look at it that way. But yeah. that's what I said to I said to John when we were there, and that our lot was singing, you're going down, whatever they were saying. And <clears> I was like, I don't think they really care at the minute, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, they were absolutely loving well, it. Well, especially so. if they, you know, they... Uh, Draw, I know, Man United or Man City. Do you not know the draw? Have you not seen it? Sure. No, I've just come straight from that. It's worse than that. Who have they drawn? Millwall. No. No. Yeah. I didn't know I've come straight from the gym, so I didn't know that. um... And Chelsea got United. Oh, Millwall. Jesus. Where is it? At Millwall or Wimbledon? No, yeah. Kingston will be in lockdown. Yeah, you boys like to stay in. You won't be wearing your West Ham shirt around town that night, I'll tell you. Jesus, <laughs> they like to shut all the uh, hardware stores. Yeah, Stanley knives at the ready. <laughs> On guard. Wow, I bet, I bet the police are happy that uh, we didn't win. Now I know it probably wouldn't have happened, but there you go. Yeah, it would have been us, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was. Poor, poor round. It was just really poor. The only players that can walk away with their head held high are Ryan Fredericks. Yeah. He changed it. Felipe Anderson. Agreed. And that's exactly what our... um, We did 500 uh, votes for player awards and they were the top two with Antonio, actually. What about Snodgrass? Snodgrass was in the top... um, 11. um, (laughs) <laughs> well, do you know what? Most of them got ones and twos. Philippe Anderson well, the ones got a and five. Uh, Mikel Antonio was second with a five, followed by Ryan Fredericks. See, Antonio did better in the second half. Wasn't great. Yeah. But in the first half, I know he's playing right back. It's not his position. But I, people didn't know he was on the pitch. Yeah. Snodgrass and Perez both got fours. And obviously Perez did seem to be trying harder than our other strikers. Diop only got a three along with Mark Noble. In the twos was Diagana, Adrian, uh, Hernandez, uh, and... Who was Ob- missing for the whole Carol. game, really. Bonner and Obiang, and Obiang was awful. Carroll and Hernandez was well, missing the whole right. game. Right, well, the, the, the two that people have got ones, so I've never had scores as low as this. Arthur Masuaku got a 1.82 and Andy mm. Carroll got a 1.73 from 500 votes out of 10. Well, I gave Carroll a 1, but I actually gave Ogbonna a 0. It wow. Was, it was ridiculous. I mean, they're talking about playing Adrian in goal and he hasn't played, and I agree with that. But he went down for that first goal in slow motion. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was like George said, it was a bad choice of team for a tournament we're trying to take seriously. Yeah. All this playing a different keeper for cup games, just bollocks, absolute bollocks. We're not a Champions League team. We're not there. Why do we need to start playing our other keepers in tournaments? Yeah, it's just yeah. not like we've got loads it, of fixtures and it's we don't just, need to rotate it. And, and it just showed me what it's looked to me like. We've got, it was like the, the future when you've got your Andersons out there running about and making some effort, but you, it was seemed to me like clearly the past there, the Carols. I think Obiang's done. I mean, there's a group of players who don't really want to be there anymore. They know they're coming to end yeah. the contracts. They know they're coming to the end of their time with us, and they were just going through the motions. And I do think that because we'd been there earlier on in the year, I actually said before walking yeah, up to there, say, I was going to say, I that. said, I said, I, I, th- I think the fact that we've been there not long ago, they would know what the ground is like they know what they're going into i reckon we could do them three or four here yeah it's just it was just ridiculous absolutely we we conceded four goals against the league one team yeah the bottom of the league league. yeah do you want to start goals what what do you what possession they were good goals they They were great goals 35 percent close they had only 33 percent of the ball to our 67 
Ah, they had four shots on target. Four, though. go on. Shots on target. They had fourteen. No, they didn't. Shots and six yes. on target. We had eighteen shots, four on target. So there you go. Fifty percent strike. They were clinical. Yeah. Bloody good. I mean, they deserved it. No one can say no, AFC Wimbledon yeah. didn't deserve the win. We didn't turn up. And I don't know if you've seen the press conference day. Pellegrini, I don't know if you saw the other press conference with Pellegrini. Where I didn't see saying, him storm out. Was it you who said he stormed out? Well, he walked away. So what, what happened Sam is... Sam press... said it, didn't he? He's, well, I spoke to Sam while he was still there. And he said um, he didn't storm out. He walked away. So what happened is... There was no media room, no press conference because they haven't got a press room. It was a huddle, so all the all the um, journalists got around Pellegrini to speak to him with their mics, and people started to ask him about the game. And then someone asked him about Pellegrini. He said, "I only talk about the cup." And someone asked asked him about the Pele- the you know on the out, um, on an out of it um, contract. And he said, "I'm not here to talk about. It. I'm here to talk about the cup." And then and someone asked again, so he just walked off. Which is typical Pellegrini. If he, he says, "I'm here to talk about this. I'm not talk about here to talk about a player who didn't play," so he got annoyed. He didn't storm off. He walked off because he didn't want to talk about Natovich. Um, but in today's press conference, I mean, I, in in that conference, I'm sure you've seen the clip where he said, "He said, are you angry?" He said, "Yeah, of course I was angry, and I'm ashamed." In today's press conference, he was asked, "Are you still ashamed?" And he said, "Yeah, of course I'm still ashamed. I'm still angry." He said, "You know." We didn't, our attitude was not right. We didn't take it. Here's the interesting thing he said today, and he should have maybe said it on Saturday. He took some of the blame himself and said, you know, he took responsibility for the loss. But he also blamed Marko Anatovic. He he actually said, you know, it didn't help not having one of our best players or or something around that. You can, you see the transcript on Football London that Sam did because he was there today. But he basically took some of the blame for the loss and fair play to him because he has to take that. He set, he prepared the team. He set up the team. Um, and he's got to, he's got to take some of the responsibility for the dreadful loss. You know, we were expecting a cup run. We thought Pellegrini, he's a final one that can take us. And, and as John said earlier on the WhatsApp group, look at who's left in the FA cup. We could have had a wonderful draw. Well, against, especially like um, you saying, who is it United have got? Chelsea. Is it Chelsea United? Yeah, we could have had a wonderful game against um, uh, Millwall at the London Stadium. Imagine that. Imagine that. Pellegrini's Man City, though, did lose the FA Cup, didn't they, to um, Wigan? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Anyway, it's 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 anyway. now. It's time to move on. You mentioned there uh, someone who perhaps could be blamed for not helping. Yeah. Which brings us on nicely to the Arnautovic saga. Wow. Arnautovic gate. Arnautovic gate, yes. What do we make of it? Bang you read in shine, Sean. <clears throat> is uh is everyone well, well, what I think part the, are we, the, the, there's the, been so the much of, in the last week? Well the overriding feeling on Saturday before the game was that everyone was happy to see the back of him and let just let him go now. And then we come out that game having an embarrassing result. And all of a sudden, he's putting posts up saying, I'm back. And we've given him a new contract. <clears throat> yeah. What's happened there, Sean? Well, let me go back a little bit. So, I mean, there's been a lot on this story. Let's forget about his brother and all the speculation. But it all started last week when Arnie puts up a post on uh, on uh, Instagram saying news to follow, which is a bit bit strange, you know? News coming soon. And that followed by his famous quote saying, I love the club. I'm here to stay. I'm not going anywhere. And straight away, I smelt a rat. I said to Hugh and I said, I think to all of you, this don't make sense. It looks like a secret deal has been done. And I blogged about this on on Saturday. And I wrote a blog saying a secret deal has been done. He's either been allowed to leave in the summer and or he's got, some kind of incentivized deal. Well, that's just conjecture, isn't it? You it was it. conjecture. It was absolute conjecture at that time. Uh, and it was a blog I wrote. Um, but I, I didn't want to let it go. And I did ask the question to some people that should know, you know, some some uh, sources. And I got told, yes, there, there was a contract extension. And yes, 
he has got a release clause to leave in the summer. And yes, at £45 million. And yes, it, it has to be by a certain date. And yes, he has got more incentives. So I did think long and hard about it, but I put the story up on Clarence and Hugh at five o'clock. Um, I won't go into the wherefores and why, uh, but that story was taken down and put back <laughs> up after the game at 10 o'clock. And obviously at that point, um, exactly at the same time, the club put up a statement uh, confirming that Anatovic had had a contract extension and confirming, without confirming how long, and released at the same time, which I had been aware of before, a video and an article saying how much he loved the club and loved the fans and playing at the London Stadium and that he was back. And then all hell broke loose. So that's... <laughs> I'm happy to ask Arthur questions because I know Nigel has some, but that's my point of view as, as how I saw Saturday. Go on then, Nigel. Ask away. Well, it's not asking a question. I've told this to Sean, and I said I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to him on the air. And it and it for the last few weeks I've got the ump with social leading social media accounts of West Ham and the way they've gone about and conducted the business and I think they don't realise the way they can control what people think and say. Or, or the way they influence it, the influence they have over over the fan base on social media. And I think it highlighted here the problem that um, can happen when it goes wrong. And that for me, I told Sean this, I think what he did, um, in a way... Should I have run the story, though? Are you saying I should have buried the story and not run the story in the first place? <laughs> It's hard for me to say, you know. Well, no, I'm well, asking yeah, you. I'm do asking you. Know, you. I, 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 generally, yeah. If you're going to ask me, or let's put it like this. You are you, I am me. I wouldn't have done that. But I come from it at a different angle and I don't run a website that, that, that trades on giving out good West Ham news. So yeah, it just needs clicks and adverts. That's what they. That's what that's, it's about. Isn't so it? and and this is yeah. This is the this is the thing. A lot of negativity has been brought about because of it, and you've got to admit that. Uh, yeah, but but you can't. It's easy to say with hindsight, but you don't know how it's going to be taken. I didn't know how the oh, club. You, you can't <laughs> say with hindsight, Sean. Every time there's a drama, and you everyone does it. And you, you, you always get the same reaction. It's like, all right. Only... So I asked you, John. It's did fans have a right? Forget whether it was Clowney Hugh breaking it, or it was a paper, or the Guardian, or the Telegraph, and News Talk Sport. Did fans have a right to know that Anatovich had signed a secret deal, or should it have been buried forever? In other words, the club may have never made a statement about him signing a deal unless Clowney Hugh had run it. Is that right? Do, do we want transparency? Or do you want to brush stuff under the carpet? Um, it's a serious question. Well, I, I would rather know, I guess. But, you know, I'd rather be told by the club. But they weren't going to tell in, you, in a, in a controlled <laughs> manner. They weren't going to tell you. you so they only did that. So they only put that statement out. Yeah, and they only put that video out because Claret and you had a story. No, no, the video, the video and the statement were planned all along, right. is my understanding. But they wouldn't have gone out the at st- 10 o'clock at night. They probably wouldn't have gone out at 10 o'clock at night. The statement about the extension, I don't know whether it had ever gone out. I can't answer for them. They I mean, to answer, answer your point, themselves. I don't think we have got a right to know. The only right that, for me, West Ham fans need is to know who's walking out on the pitch. And they can get that right by being at the game and watching it on the TV. Generally, we're there to support the players on the pitch. All this, actually is something to take up the rest of the week until we wait for the next game. The, what we're here for is for football. So, no, we haven't got the right to know whether a bloke signed another contract or not. We haven't. No one... George, where do you sit on this? Uh, I 
Well, I didn't want him to stay. I thought his time was, was done. And I'm disappointed that it's happened. The fact that it came out, it's happened. So I guess I'd rather know. But I, I probably similar to what I think it was John said, that I'd prefer to hear it from the club. So if you know it, it's a fact that it wasn't going to come out. I don't then... know for a fact, but I don't think they really wanted to highlight the fact and and that he'd signed a new contract because they well, could see... Whole, the yeah, I called it though, didn't I? You, you did, did call it. Yeah. You did call it. But they didn't want to highlight that because they knew it would be a bad reaction. But look, no one was buying this. No fan. You can't treat fans stupid. You can't say... But they've tried. Oh, yeah, but, but come on. When we heard that he did a U-turn, we all knew, and you called it, um, George, you said he's done a deal. And I said, nah, nah. He, you said he's done a deal. We all really deep down knew money is his God. He did a deal, right? We all knew he just didn't wake up one morning and go, do you know what? I love West Ham so much. As um, Nigel said a few weeks ago, he was born in Austria, not the East End. He doesn't eat pie and mash. He eats whatever the German sausages or or, or Austrian sausages. You know, he's he's not. He doesn't have Clarence Blue in his veins. So why should he be loyal to us? Why we, we've been tricked into thinking that just because he kisses the badge and crosses his arms, he loves West Ham? Well, there's no there's no question about whether he should be loyal or not. But it's just it's just what he's done now is basically he said he wants to go. He threw his toys out of the pram a bit. He hasn't played for a couple of games in the process. He's of now it all. got extra money. He's and now he's got a new contract, leave. extra money in it. And he's now so he's got an just, extra year. Yeah. And he's allowed to leave in the summer by a particular date, forty-five million. Uh, and if he doesn't, he's now he's now got extra money. Well, look, are we better with him or year? are we better without him? We're better Depends with him in the right, right in yeah. the right mindset. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So if he if he's Walking around, flinging his arms up in the air like it was the last game, doing nothing. And we're I mean, I've got a problem with him staying. I I... How about the how about the Baz Cox thing? Obviously, he, he uh, Baz Cox questioned him whether he was going to be. I'm going to mute my mic. Baz Cox questioned him whether he was going to be after August. He then rung up Baz Cox asking about Isla, etc. Baz has got a bit of grief on Twitter about this afterwards. But I spoke to Baz directly on a DM and said, well, actually, he didn't answer the question whether he's going to be here after August. And I think we've got a question there because he probably won't expect to be. All we ask him to do, my my view is, and I wrote a blog on this, is it's time to move on for both supporters, the club and Marco. Marco needs to stop talking. We need to stop talking about Marco and needs to do one thing, score goals. The best thing he can do rather than cross his arms and talk to ring up supporters and talk to us or even come on our podcast, and I did think about whether we should do that, is he should let what? his feet do the talking. Do what? But you what? think we could have got Mark on, him on the podcast? I do. Um, we could have got Gonzo to pretend to be him. I think we'd have fucking got away and, with it and, now. <laughs> and unbelievable, Sean. Sure. You've got your delusions of grandeur you have. No, no, no. no. I, I, I'll tell no, you later. Club owe him a um, favour. Uh. Um... <laughs> I think all he needs to do is on Tuesday night when we play Wolves, score a brace of goals or even a hat trick. That's the way he can put an end to this. Oh, yeah. Show his commitment. Yeah, we'll be all over Wolves on Tuesday night. I can see that happening. All right. So let me ask you a question because I did a poll this morning. Was the what, club I'm right to give you? him? Ex- yeah, on, no, give him an no. extension. No, George. Was the club right to do it? Yeah. Can completely no. Nigel, I don't think they had a choice. So is that a yes or a no? Yeah, it's not. You know, it's a question, Nigel. Uh, were they right to do it? I, I don't object to it. Yeah. Also, it's a yes. What saying there's there's no okay. right or wrong in it. it. It's we're better with him. We ain't getting Maxi Gomez. So yeah. you know, as much as everybody, oh, else, don't steal yeah, my, my so, oh, sorry. Extra bit. But anyway, <laughs> that, that ain't happening. So yeah, it, we're better with him. Could it have happened? Would it? Could it have happened? Yeah. Do you think? If if uh, if uh, they'd have sold, no. if if they'd have got their forty mil for him, do you think he would have? Forty five, yeah. Because well, that's, that's the other side of it. No one was putting that money down, were they? Yeah. Well, they got up to a bit. I think about uh, thirty five mil. Was it forty mil? I, I can't. They keep on talking euros and thirty five was the original. Thirty five million euros was the original. 
mm. and that works out about 31 million pounds. Then it went up to 40 million euros, which is 35 million quid. But 20% of the profit goes to Stoke. So Stoke would have got 3 million quid. And there's also this FA or FIFA solidarity payment that when you go from one football association to another, you have to pay 5% of the transfer deal. Yeah, but everybody has to do that. So that's neither real or there. That's done on every Yeah, but all I mean is, all right, so just why I'm saying this is because we haven't got any money, the cupboard is bare, we only get to reinvest the money we get back. We, we would have got a lot less money. We'd have got less than, we'd have got 30 million quid, oh, basically. The cupboard is bare. The cupboard is bare. Well, it's a pity the transfer well, window didn't shut when Brexit happens, isn't it? Because I think we may have had parity with the Euro, so we'd have got more money without having them to up their offer. Yeah. Brexit anyway. ain't going to happen, mate. Oh, it's not, it's not a political podcast. No. <laughs> Should we should we do transfer up? Have you got a jingle? No. So, so, Sean's gonna give it to you. No, go on. <laughs> so when when does the transfer window end? end Thursday. 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 Um <laughs> Don't wait up. Uh well I think uh, Don't go to bed. <laughs> night no, do, do go to bed. Nigel's already stole my thunder. Maxi Gomez is not going to happen. I see Sky and everybody else are still it's, running it today. Sean, you say that as if people think it's still going to happen. Well, they do. Well, Sky does, and they're still running it today. That Go- Maxi Gomez, in fact, you've just sent me something to say it's going to be a double deal now. But what also, is that? You, yeah, that was you, my... you say that as if you actually know, whereas you didn't know Marco Natovic was staying a day before it happened. So. I, I, I didn't. But they've got no money, as I've said from the beginning, without anyone going Well, they have got loads out. of money, but they don't want to spend it. Well, there are some people. So, look, Maxi Gomez is not happening this winter. I can almost guarantee it. It's extremely unlikely. Um, don't you and, think and it would have been a good bit of business if they started the process he was willing to come? To I think put, they have get, started the process, but they want, 50 million, they want 50 million euros, which is 43 and a half million quid for the release clause. They don't think he's worth that. They want to pay a bit less. <laughs> he's number one target. Oh, number one target for Pellegrini in the summer. Oh, oh, there you go. He won't be coming in. Yeah, go on. So um, the the guy that is also in his team, which is the midfielder you sent me earlier, and I forget his name. What, what's his name? Can someone shout it out? Stanislav Lubotka. Yeah, I had asked about him before and they went, no. Why do we need another midfielder? That's not a position we're looking for. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So again, I can't see that's changed in the last 48 hours as well. What we are getting, right, are two under 23-year-olds, both free transfers. One is... um, Someone who was released from Reading or, or left by mutual consent from Reading, <laughs> AO 
Fania, I think his name is. Sorry? I bet it ain't. Yeah, no, it's probably not. He's a, <laughs> he's a Nigerian striker who's been on with us for eight weeks, released by Reading or mu- left Reading by mutual consent, moved here when he was five, uh, joined Reading when he was 16, been training with us for eight weeks, and he's the signing. And then we've got this pork cheese guy. <laughs> I'm not going to pronounce his name either. Um, Messi Dija. And again, that's completely wrong. He's um, comes from uh, oh, so big name signings, then yeah, yeah. He's he's a nineteen year old sort of winger forward who is basically we're getting him on the free, but whoever is the comp- uh, whoever is team is basically got a fifty percent sell on clause for him. So if we ever sell him on, um, Benfica, that's it. He comes from Benfica. Um, so he will come. He gets fifty percent, and uh, if he if he's any good, and we ever sell him on, but well, he's, uh, so he'll be at Wolves next year. He's Portugal <laughs> under sixteen to under twenty. Plays for Benfica yeah. B at the or moment. Or Watford. Yeah, uh, I think we've um, lost Nigel. Yeah, is we've he lost joined? Nigel. No, carry on. We'll just um, carry on about him. A lot of news about Reese Oxford. Most of it's rubbish, I'm told. There is some interest from Germany, but this news that he's going for eight million pound to, uh, I think Frankfurt, rubbish, I'm told. That he's going to Knox County, I think uh, Knox County, not- Nottingham Forest. Again, they are looking for a centre back, but they wouldn't need to spend anywhere near eight million for him. I was told there's some interest from Germany, maybe from his the club he was on loan before, but it won't be anywhere close to eight million pound. There's no official bids in. Valencia still want Hernandez, as we know. They've offered, apparently, they've made an inquiry for £7 million. We won't let him go anything under 10. We really want 12. Um, and it's too late to probably get a replacement for him anyway. Uh, we've been linked today with John Fleck from, uh, where is it, Sheffield? First I've heard of him. I know we've looked at him in the past. Apparently, we've, we've scouted him. But again, it's... Four million pound. It seems a very strange uh, signing. When I spoke to um, a senior source this morning, they were expecting uh, a couple of under twenty threes that I've just talked about, and maybe a loan, and that's it. So, what about Perez? Is he going? Perez uh, is not going because, again, I think we don't have uh, anyone lined up to replace him. Uh, we did, I think there was, I think it was Betis. Was it Betis that wanted him? Um, and we're just looking to get our money back. We paid about £4 million for him. And if, if we could find someone that would pay £4 million for him, we'd probably let him go. But again, <laughs> no one's really matching our um, valuation. E- even with Hernandez, look, Valencia really can't afford Hernandez, especially his wages of grand a week. I think they want, first of all, they wanted to loan him and us to subsidise some of his wages. Well, forget it. Then we said, no, you've got to buy him. So they've they've made an inquiry for seven million. But I don't see they can afford his wages. They don't have that much money. And that's the problem we've got with Hernandez. Perez is on a big wage as well. And that will How be a problem. How much is he on? He's, he's on, say, 80 grand or something a week. So, um, you know, it's tough. I think beyond these two under-23s that will be dressed up as signings, you know, we sign this one, well, he's on an under-23, and um, maybe a loan, a little cheeky loan, I don't see much happening before Thursday is my prediction. Outs? No outs? Uh, they would desperately want to get rid of uh, Reese Oxford if they got a price. I think they would take a lot less than uh, eight million. Today, Pellegrini actually went as far as saying... Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but Pellegrini said something along the lines of his press conference. Uh, the guy needs to get some more. The, the player needs to get some more experience. He played in Bundesliga. Uh, I think he could get that there. He could either be loaned out or be sold. So that's that's the harshest words that Pellegrini has ever said about Reese Oxford. But uh, they've said Obiang um, is not for sale, despite his uh, performance. I think they're saying with the injuries, they really do not want to loan anyone out and they would only sell someone late on if they had a ready-made replacement. So I really don't see any, you know, beyond Oxford, who's 
surplus to requirements. He's not in the first team squad. I really don't see anything coming in beyond the loan and these two under-23s. That might disappoint a lot of people, but I think it's the truth. The cupboard is bare. Truth hurts. It does. I think we've got Nigel back. Yes. Oh, there he is. It's all right. I was talking for 10 minutes. (laughs) Just in time for this. Yeah. It's Facebook Twitter question time. Now, who's been reading these out in my absence? I must admit, I haven't been listening. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Do you want to carry on with Yeah, go on then. Right. So, put up there. We are the Mid-Table Mediocrity Podcast. And we kick off at 7.30 tonight. So, post your FA Cup rants below on out of its comments. In fact, comments are welcome. So, all comments. Got quite a few, lads. So, don't moan at me. I'll run through as quick as I can. Well, maybe I should do it then. Uh, no, I'll do it quick. Don't worry. Uh, Mike Merrion, <laughs> do you think our recent FA Cup disaster was our Karen's way of ensuring the Hammers were the first game on match of the day rather than the last is the norm? Um, no. That's a tough way of, of, of doing it. Uh, uh, friend of the show, Paul Turner. Uh, how can you call yourselves West Ham fans? West Ham women are playing right now and you're recording a bloody podcast. <laughs> Shocking behaviour. You, you are all out of towers, he's put. I think, you've, look, Paul, you're showing where you come from now because there's an N in Tanners. And you should know that, son, even though you went Trinity. So you're more educated than I am, apparently. Uh, Nick Harvey says, hmm, how are the women getting on? Can someone find out? Not that we're bothered. Don't care. Nick Harvey. Hmm. Oh, don't start that really? again. Don't no. start me about women's football. They'll be switching no, no, again. You got us in trouble. Sorry, we lost a list on last time. And two. Nick Harvey. We're only down to six. Yeah. Hmm. Well, more than six people commented, so we've got a few up. Uh, Nick Harvey, I'll go again. Hmm. Where do I start? Saturday's up there with the all-time worst West Ham United performances ever. So many players were abysmal on the day. I'd be quite happy to never see Carol Hernandez, Masuaku Obiang in Claret and Blue again. Arnautovic can sod off in the summer if we can't get enough of a few for him now. It's great. Love the club's PR machine announcing Arnie's contract extension, (laughs) which should be a joke. Less than half an hour after the AFC Wimbledon humiliation, where we all know why now of. Uh, So we're back to normal service after a few weeks of actually enjoying life as a West Ham fan. Season's over. I'll predict we'll end up 13th. The great name of Taffy Wallback says, I think I'll just say bollocks. Paul Sanders, yeah. thanks for that, Taff. Or Boyle. Uh, Paul Sanders, does anyone have any good news? Well, we've listened to Sean and no. Uh, Matthew Atchery, <laughs> blame is totally on the players' heads. The team Pellegrini picked should have been capable of a comfortable win. I thought it was just Arnie who said disappeared up his own backside, but it would appear not. We're turning down bids for players like Chica and Obiang as we're worried about replacements when then we're mad. Uh, I think we know that. We've only got 15 games left. Better off getting rid now rather than see them embarrass us again. As for Arnie, he can do one too. Sooner we rid ourselves of these sort of players and get ones in who want to be here, then we can properly get bigger and better. And I think that's the problem. People don't see us. We're just a stepping stone, mate. Remember that. We're not a big club, no matter what people tell you. Footballers don't see us that. Hope Sean's mates are willing to dig deep again this summer. It will turn out to be another false dawn. Great name, this. Casper Wallersteiner. He's got to be an out-of-towner because he did not grow up, I'm telling you, in Canning Town with a name like that. Arnautovic, selling the summer in brackets, if the same or better offer than January comes along. Thanks, Casper. Uh, Dan Perry, sub-goalkeeper, two wingers and an out-of-form centre-half, making up the back four with no Declan Rice in front protecting. On paper, it looked a poor side, and you have to say, we took it too lightly. If the offer for Obiang still on the table, I'd accept it and rush it through. Charlie Fawkes, the Arnie deal seems a good practical short-term fix. He gets a bit more dough. We have him on site for the rest of the season, and we all know he's off in the summer. 
even though I think he might still be here next season. So we have time to sort out the Gomez deal, won't happen. Yes, he's tarnished his reputation and may one day regret going for Mickey Mouse football. But everyone gets what they need now. No better way, realistically, given his brother shit stirring. Uh, Ed Hughes. From his video, where is Arnie back from? No idea. Caribbean. It's, it's like he's Austrian, so it's Terminator. I'll be back. Right, thanks for that. Uh, Gary Prince, Sean's mate. We have lost 23 <laughs> times to lower league sides in either the League Cup or the FA Cup in the last 27 years. Is Saturday's result really an upset? No, it's the West Ham way. Uh, and Alan Oliver went, Gary Prince, I couldn't agree more. Alan then says... Oh, unlucky. All right. What's excellent? No, no, go on, Karen. Go on. Oh, I thought I thought that was the end. Oh no, <laughs> that's what I said. Somehow, <laughs> oh, we we must have bought a few listeners because there's quite a few. Pellegrini has to take the blame. And I'm looking at the clock. Don't worry. He knows that they were beating us for an hour back in September. He knows Carol Robiang and Masuaku are not worth playing. He knows Antonio's not a right back. He knows Fabianski is miles better than Adrian. He knows Anderson, Creswell and Rice are more than capable of playing two games in four days. He knows that was our only chance of winning anything this season. Sod the Wolves game. Who gives a toss if we finish 8th or 14th? Well, I'm with Alan there, to be fair. Uh, Matty Kemp, Carroll's place is on the market. So the automatic assumption is that he's off to the MLS. Yet rumours In- are, shut up, uh, that he wants to stay a West Ham player. <laughs> we can also trigger an extension on his current contract. Is it time to get rid of Renault? Go on in. Get rid. Get rid. He's off in the summer. I mean, that's why he's putting his house up for five million quid now. Because um, it will take about six months to sell in the current market. And uh, then I think he will, as a free agent, go off to America and live the LA dream. Is what I hear. Oh, wonderful. Michael Malin. First of all, Arnie, you have shit your pot full, so you can piss off. Uh, Michael's obviously <laughs> old school. I remember Mansfield in 1969, so I'm not surprised on Saturday. I was at Wembley in 80, the last piece of silverware we won. Well, we were six him If you can remember, Matt, I, I don't know about the Mansfield game, I must admit. We won, we won the uh, playoffs twice. Yeah, I had this debate with a few lads. They was they were talking that a lot of them weren't born since we last won a cup. And then I screened a screenshot of the Intertoto um, that we won and they like, were laughing. But then I actually found a picture of the trophy. Uh, they did actually give a trophy for winning the Intertoto Cup. It was about the size of two egg cups by the looks of it. But, we got a trophy for playoffs. Yeah, the Losers Cup. Come on. Uh, Super Tim Sharp. Still a win, isn't it? Oh, still a cup. Still a cup. Yeah, all right. Super Tim Sharman, Luke's dead. We, I'll fight with you, George, but you didn't time up. You complained last time I did that. But anyway, with, with all that has been going on, where do you think we'll finish in the league now? I'm going to go 10th. 11th. All this talk about people going, yeah, let's go for Europe, let's go for Europe. Oh, God, I mean, when we go for Europe, what do we do with Europe? Just say a number, John. You need to get relegated. 10th. All right. Simon Pope, the Pontif. God bless you. Good evening, gentlemen. Well, what a shower shit that was on Saturday evening. Winning the FA Cup was all we had left this season and we blew it big time by giving Wimbledon too much respect and fair play to them. They deserved their win. However, we played in the second half shows that with a semi-full team, we should have beat them. This season will only be remembered for that game. As for Arnie, if he scores the goals that wins us games and the small possibility of seventh spot, then so be it. I suspect he will be gone in the summer unless Pella convinced him that next season will be much better with a stronger squad. Don't bet on it. Uh, Douglas Woodhurst. Difficult game against Wolves and Liverpool coming up. Will we get any points from those? No. No. <laughs> no. No, it was all thinking. No, no. Uh, it is clear that we expected to turn over the Wombles very easily. Typical cup shambles and not unexpected. It looks like we have learnt from the snake and told Arnie he's not going, but then they give him a pay rise. WTF? Oh, yeah. 
now we'll go on to Twitter. Shall Hang I, on, before I'll you do, do that, I'll do Twitter. I, I want to do one from Facebook that's to all of us, particularly George. Do you remember Ian McGregor, George? I do, yes. So he messaged me today and said, hey, was wondering if you could give me any info on tickets for West Ham games. I'm coming over for Everton game on March the 30th. Do anyone, do any go on general sale before the game? Or will I have to get tickets from private companies? I'm Ian from Vancouver that came over a few years back, met George in the Black Line. Did he only meet you, George? Uh, he met me, I'm Reese. Ah, I think. Any help would be appreciated. And I asked him how many tickets he wanted, and he said two. And then he came back this evening and said, maybe you could talk about general ticket sales for a moment on the podcast tonight, just for fans that come over from other countries. I listen every week. Good job. So maybe there is a bit that we can give all people advice who come over um, occasionally for tickets. Um now, I'll do my bit, and then maybe Nigel can do his bit. Usually, what you can do is the best place. I mean, you can buy a membership overseas um, and buy them in, in the ballot. And I think, I don't know if there is a ballot anymore and you can buy them. But often, actually, if you're if you're early in when the, when the game sells out, you can go on Ticket Trader, and you can often buy two together. But if you can't buy two together, often what you can do, as everybody knows, is buy two in the same block or close to each other on the two next blocks and end up finding two seats together and do it that way. Uh, I don't know if that's legal, but lots of people do it. And we've had people buy our seats and never turn up, and we think they're probably doing that uh, on Ticket Trader. So sometimes Ticket Trader's the best. Um uh, how about you, Nigel? You're you're a man of ticketing. How what would you advise uh, Ian to do to get tickets? Uh, I, I think you've covered the bases that I'll be prepared to say in public. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other way is you can use the ticket forwarding. So if you do know, if I, I don't Where's know, he if coming over? too early. He's coming over for the Everton game, which is the. 30th of March. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he reminds us nearer the time and then we can have a look about and I can talk and see what happens. He just wants a pair. And anyone it. listening that's that's got season tickets who's not going to that match and is prepared to sell them on face value to Ian, let us know. Get in contact with the show uh, and we can... Does that mean we're, we're footballed yes. out if we, if yeah, we facilitate because, that? Because actually, ticket tatting, if, if you... It, the tickets are not transferable. So technically, even by giving a ticket away, technically, yeah. I think the old bill can do you for tat. Yeah, but what happens if we're but only just putting people in touch with each other? Now it's changed that. Well, it? no, but ticket and forwarding is allowed. Yeah, but if you yeah. physically, if you've got a paper ticket and you go to someone and hand it over, if the police witness that transaction of handing the ticket over, even though money is not exchanged hand, they can... If if they want to be arseholes, like some generally are, uh, they can nick you f- for uh, tatting. It's nothing to do with the price. So if you've got a thirty pound oh. ticket and you're standing by the ticket window going, anyone want to buy a ticket for twenty quid? Just give us twenty quid. So you, you lost a tenner. You go bang. down. I've no. I've, Can you go yeah, down? I've known it. So you don't go to prison. No, you you'll get a fine, and depending on the magistrate, you could get a three year banning order. From Ooh, Jesus, yeah. Anyway, Ian, thanks Crazy. for your message. Um, thank, and we'll see what we can do. Remind us close to the time. Crushing, go on to Twitter because there's a good one coming up. Crushing, what on Twitter? Yeah. Well, mate, you read your good one because there's loads here. All right, I've got to find it. Right, Spirit of 1980 would love to hear your views on the ill-timed Arnie announcement and why you think the club went public when it did, leaving itself open to further ridicule. Do you think this was down to the incompetence of the media department or something else? So Spirit of 80s asked, do you think it was down to the incompetence of the media department, Sean, or something else? I think um, that it was wrong to react to a fan site releasing a story, and I will leave it there. Because you've got to keep the media department happy, haven't you? No, I'm not. I'm, I would not criticise the media department. Um, I think they do a really tough job, right? They've got a really tough boss. Do you know, do you know what I think? It, it can't be easy. I feel sorry for a lot of the people that work in the media department. Do you know what it is? Really. It's because the people there don't know anything about football fans 
or the customer base that they're aiming it at. Football fans, 90% live on emotion, 10% they think about it. And because they don't understand that, they just think they'll put it out willy-nilly and they don't realise how football fans are going to react because they are not football fans themselves or fans of the club. They're just hired help. Uh, Thanks, Spirit of uh, 1980. <laughs> well, there's another yeah, one here. a really nice question. At, um, at in 123 said, Sean said in the last podcast that our media team had got better. Announcing the Arnie thing straight after the loss shows they hadn't got better. Did you say that, Sean? He did. I did. At Mr. MML1 says, time to out-noble. We won't go to the next level with the plodder in the team. He pers- personifies our inconsistencies. He's not mm. a starter, is he? Oh, he has been. He's with a... Rice. To... On his, his 50 notes to a week. To be fair, you would yeah. expect him to do a lot better in that game. That's one yeah, player who should was roll up his sleeves. And... Do you know what shocked me? And it ain't not only because did it cost me £75 in winnings, because the amount of goals and corners came in for me, but I tied it up with bookings. Only two bookings in the whole game? God, dear. <laughs> Uh, did you see Gonzo's picture if you want to talk about um, Noble you want to have a look at uh, um, Gonzo's picture which I've just sent you on WhatsApp and we've put on the Facebook group but that just sums it up the disorganisation this is one I think you met Gonzo didn't he sit in front of he you he was standing and, right in front of us yeah I saw, yeah. I, I saw that those three live there, on TV like yeah yeah uh, at Hammersfan 02380 numbers I have no problem with what Arnie has done except the rubbish around it. Why not just say I was tempted to leave for more money, but it hasn't happened, so I've agreed some new terms and we'll give everything for West Ham until the end of the season. Don't know. He says, are the likes of Ogbonna and Masawako just in poor form or are their days with West Ham now numbered? I think their days are numbered. What do you think? Not to the summer, though. I think poor form. The problem you got is we got. If you look at it, so many people seem to think we've got to change up a dozen players. I don't think they've got the money to do it. Iron Mike WHU says if Arnautovic contract is based around performance incentives and there is a forty-five million release clause added, then I think it's actually a decent bit of business. This way, when he goes in the summer, West Ham get a decent return on him and as an investment to fund a replacement. And then Hammers fan numbers says, but if he doesn't, we're paying a guy over 100k a week until he's 34. Interesting. And the rest. Uh, NZ Hammers said, G'day. fact, fact, <laughs> these are fact. Did you know that Liverpool have a worse record in the history Premier League going out to lower league clubs in the FA Cup? Didn't, didn't know that. Know that no. Thanks for Cheers, Quinny. Question, oh. what's your earliest memory of FA Cup exits? Good <laughs> oh. on, John, your oh. oldest. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I can't remember anything. <laughs> Nigel, Will, you're the historian, yeah, Nigel. You're the historian. Uh, I did, the first I remember getting knocked out, we got knocked out by QPR. We, we, we drew, I think, at the bowling one, or Billy Bonds got the goal. And I think they smashed us something like 6-1. Um, and then 1979, Newport County, we lost 2-1. And 1981, Wrexham. Mm. But Wrexham may have been in the same league as us. Well, I, got, I, I, go. I don't have any that stand out for me as perhaps the younger generation. I mean, they, I might have just deleted them from memory on purpose. Yeah. My, my first memory is going to... Cardiff and being knocked out in the final um, <laughs> of the FA Cup final by Stevie Gerrard. Do you remember that one? No, I don't That's know what you're talking first. about. I'm quite. I'm a lot younger than I sound. At DBC WHU says cup shocks happen, but the effort that was put in was a disgrace. They just thought they had to turn up and would win for not the first time this season. At what stage do you play your strongest team? Showed no respect to our opponents, the FA Cup and our loyal fans. Play the strongest team then. Why not? Mm. That's all we got. Uh, Cups are all we got. M Whiffen one two three again says, "What was that nonsense story that Clarence Hugh put out and then very quickly deleted it about the FA Cup loss?" 
<laughs> Damn! I thought we'd have got away with that if it weren't for you blasted kids. And whiffed one, two, three, eagle-eyed. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Look, it wasn't my story, but I'm not throwing him under the bus. You we just got have. told by... We got told, look, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, it's it not was my story. Only minutes. two people white the claret and you, so now we know who right. wrote it. Right. Okay, let me tell you, right, a senior source told us that... Or, that or told Huey that 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 the can you tell us quickly, Sean? We've got the Gomez story. The Gomez deal was off because we were expecting to go on an FA Cup run. Now it sounds pretty ludicrous, and uh, we thought so too. So we decided after ten minutes to take the story mm-hmm. down. Look, we only print what we're told, and sometimes you know you you, you get carried away of saying, "Well, that's what we got told," and then we thought, "Hang on, this doesn't make sense," so we took it down. But look, whatever the reason is, and whether that's an excuse, the Gomez deal I think is off, even though Sky reporting that it's twenty four hours away, and if it is. Then everyone sold me a pup, um, and well done because I'll be absolutely delighted if we sign Gomez in the next twenty-four hours. Uh, Jeremiah J Carson underscore seventy seventeen fifty-five says, "Where do you rank this FA Cup exit?" Also, that was shit time in selling the Army video. Spread the word. Get me in for the club's new PR. Go on, Jeremiah, you can do it. You have to work an eighty-hour week. Uh, you will hate West Ham by the end of it. And you will not get any job satisfaction. I know lots of people have worked in the media department and it's almost broken them. It's not an easy job to do. I think I wouldn't work for West Ham. Um, I think you would lose the love by working for them. You can't work on something you like. Tim Burke said that game was hard to watch. I only saw a handful of players actually playing to win. Most looked like they didn't want to be there. Uh, We've got loads here. New Orleans Hammers, the Hollander, said... I've heard it said that the West Ham way to beat big clubs and lose to small ones, especially in the cup. But in the years, have we ever fallen over like we did to AFC? Yeah, Nottingham Forest away. We lost 6-0. Yeah. 1999. Yeah. Yeah. We, wow. yeah, right, you ready? we lost twice in the FA Cup. 1999. We lost to Swansea yeah. and Tranmere in the FA Cup in one year. That's crazy. That's pure craziness. It's a fascinating stat. What was the... What was the what game was the Dowie on Stockpole, that... League Cup. League Cup, right. Yeah. Ian Gravitt says, gutting result. All the shit with Arnie is obviously having an effect on the rest. We've played absolute shit and lost to AFC Wimbledon. But don't worry because Arnautovic has just signed an extension. What was the point? <laughs> don't know. No point. Uh, done that one. Mark Holland says, looks like we would have got Millwall at home. Do you think Golden Sullivan are relieved we went out? No. The London Stadium operators yeah, and the, the police, police are. The police are probably, you know, we. I, I think if if Millwood had played at London Stadium, two things would have happened. The first thing would be that they would have insisted that you only can get your ticket, Millwall tickets, on a coach. The coach would go all their way up to the London Stadium. They'd be escorted from the, the coach to the London Stadium. And it would be one of the games they would keep them in afterwards until all the West Ham fans dispersed. And it's the only way... It would have been the only way it would happen. Probably would be a Wednesday, twelve PM kickoff, John. Bearing in mind, there would have been no five thousand Millwall fans there as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, WHU Mar Creeper, Cree Cree Creeper. If you were a West Ham player, why should you behave decently when the club have rewarded Arnie's disgusting behaviour? It's a very good point. Very good point. I, I you I've get paid more, Dad, if you if you first yeah. drop. Well, here, here's the problem, uh, and I was speaking to I was speaking to Nigel earlier, but I was speaking to someone in the club earlier than today, and it it does send out the wrong message because what it says is if you're persistent enough and you play up enough, and you have an idiot as a brother, right, you can get your own way. Yep. You well, get I'm your own way. Idea. You get a increased. <clears throat> yeah, I've got an idiot you, of a brother. You get a. You get an increased. Um, <laughs> You get an increased deal and you get your own way. So so why wouldn't it encourage every other player to play up and do the same with the board? It, it's crazy. That well, leaves us... not all just petulant, stupid people. That yeah. leaves us with Wolves predictions for tomorrow and, night. And, um, 
and Liverpool. Well, yeah, Liverpool. I'm not going to Liverpool game, but you could do an outside broadcast. There's an idea. Well, we won't be sitting together, will we? Well, you'll see each other, won't you? Oh, no. Yeah. John, you're not going either, are you? No. Oh, there you go. Well, don't then. Uh, so we'll probably do it on Tuesday. I'll try and fit it in anyway. But yeah, we should do said. both. I'm going to go for a 3-1 loss. For Wolves? And a 3-0 loss. Jesus. Sean, what do you reckon? I'm going to go 2-0 loss to Wolves and I'm going to go 4-0 Liverpool. Sean? I think we're going to win 1-0 against Wolves and draw 0-0 against... 0-0. 0-0. We're going to put 11 men behind the ball and just protect the the goal. Yeah, because Ocon is really good at protecting the goal. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Nigel, what's your, what's your prediction? Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Well, we're over an hour now, so if you could hurry oh, up, that'd be brilliant. Well, in 10th place is Simon Pope on 293. Oh, James oh. Medwick on 293. 8, Ryan Smith, 298. 7, Adam Darlow, 301. Ben White, 301 in 6. 5 is Mark Matthews, 302. 4th, Alan Austin, 303. 3, Lee Davis, 311. 2nd, Phil Walker, 314. And top of the dot, old Walt Disley, 322, running away with it. I had a good week because I scored 14 points, I believe. But anyway, I think we'll lose to Wolves and we'll lose to <laughs> Liverpool. Thank you for listening to more than just a podcast. I've been George. Sean has been Sean. John has been John. Nigel has been Nigel. It's been emotional. I love this club. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.